Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. We're we're always nailing it. I Tom. mean, we're killing it. We're always we're we're out yeah. here. We're out here slaying. We're doing great. Day Hi, in, everybody. day out. Hello. Hi. My name is David Bell. My name isn't. My name's Tom Ryman. And we just watched <laughs> the Cube. Not that one. Still not the that one. one. Still not that one. Still, nope. Still not, not that, that one. one. What is this? I don't know. I was hoping you might know what it is. What do you mean? It was by the front door when I got home today. Did it say it was from? No, there's nothing on it. Do you think it's some sort of Chinese New Year's tradition? Like, one of those weird Asian thingies? Weird Asian thingies? <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, do I? It's just a red cube. One of the uh, one of the IMDb uh, user reviews for this film is a user review of the film Cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, like it starts off with, the sequels are too violent, but there's a good idea in this first one. I'm like, I don't think this is a movie you think it is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think you got the no, wrong movie. This, is, this isn't a movie anybody right now thinks it is. No. All right, I'm, I'm going to break it down for people. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Burrito Mouth, thank you so much for preserving the bit. Sure. Uh, I, I, as always. I, I Burrito Mouth, I acknowledge a begrudging respect of the get, of the bit. Yep. Of the bit. Uh, Burrito Mouth does break from the bit eventually, but let me tell you, the next time, still a Cube movie. Sure. <laughs> There's still Cube movies out there. But this one, um, if people are interested, they can go to www.thecubemovie.com. I'm not, at the top of this, I'm not, we're, look, we aren't being paid by Big Cube. Mm-mm. No, um, we're not in the pockets advertise. of Big Cube. We're not in the square pockets of Big Cube. Yeah, I bring up the webpage because it's literally the only place to watch this movie. Uh, you can you can go to thecubemovie.com and watch this if you're interested. It's about an hour and 15 minutes, um, or at least that's what it says. It feels like about six hours. Right. It felt like roughly 14,000 hours long. Yeah. And so I guess I want to give it some more context, um, because obviously Burrito Mouth didn't choose this because they... We're like, I love this movie. You got to watch it. They were like, I'm scraping the bottom right. of the cube I barrel. I am scouring the internet <laughs> to yeah. find movies that have cube in so the title. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to hurt anybody's feelings. I mean, <laughs> talking about I'm, this one. please understand, we're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, usually, when we make these podcasts. Yeah. There's a couple of people whose feelings I definitely want to hurt, but I feel like it's clear when that's the case. Yeah. Um, um, this we I, we're not out to 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 hurt the feelings of the of the filmmakers or the crew or anybody involved in this film. That said, I hated this movie. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to give a little more context. Sure. This movie. Sure. On the webpage, it really pushes the fact that this movie cost five hundred dollars to make. Um. So that's that's like the that's what we're talking about. This is a primer. This is a coherence. This is a movie. That is a no-budget movie. Although both Primer and Coherence had budgets, um, I think people know what I'm talking about, is that it's pushing the idea of, like, this is a no-budget movie. Mm -hmm. Um, 
uh, check it out, everybody. And it's really flexing. Like if you click on the web page, there's like a, there's like a link uh, to be like uh, like click here uh, and you can find out how we did it. Yeah, there's uh, like a, and, there's like a bunch a of like free, yeah yeah there's like a book that they made like for gear guide for making a film and like no crew filmmaking. And first of all, when you say we've only made this for $500, what I hear is we didn't pay our actors. Yes. A hundred percent. Well, the yeah. one of the, one of the main characters is the writer director. So it's like really, when, Oh, that checks out. Yeah. So really when you say we made this movie for $500, what you're saying is we got a lot of our friends to work for free. Yeah. Um, and so, and then on top of that, um, uh, all this idea of like, check out how we made this film. What did we use? Um, if you watch the film, it's like, yeah, I know how you made the film for $500 because the film's not very good. Right. It's not like, that's how you, right. that's how you made it for $500. Yeah, nothing about the production is impressive. It looks like you made it. It looks like you made it for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like the, what the are titular, we? Titular cube is a piece of wood <laughs> painted red. It's a wooden block painted red. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one it's like, something you buy at a craft store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I've seen this block. Yeah. This this movie was too long. This movie okay, there's a number of of pro, uh, the fact Should that, we start with compliments? Should we uh, All right, just do it. Do your thing. Do whatever you were going to say. Okay, all right. This is what I was going to say. Um, okay. The technical issues notwithstanding, uh, just, just put those aside. Uh, the, the fact yeah. that it looks every bit like a movie you and your buddies made on a weekend. Uh, right. I mean, mo- more slightly more uh, post-production. Like, like it, it was clearly they clearly edited on some reasonably uh, expensive software or something. Um, the movie is pretty clearly uh, a short that was stretched to feature length for no conceivable reason. No conceivable reason. This movie could have been 20 minutes and featured zero dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the here's the thing. Is one of the first ways you know that you're watching a no-budget movie is the sound is bad. It's very hard to you to get good sound for $500. You need good mics. Yeah, you just that's I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Like you'll you'll yeah. sh- you'll shell out money for uh, cameras or good editing software, and it's like the f- the fucking where you're going to lose a lot of money is the sound. Yes, and the person who made this clearly knew how to try to cover that up in post, but you still there's still problems because it sounds tinny. It sounds it sounds not, it not, sounds yeah. It sounds like a tin can. Yeah. Uh, way too much, way fact, too much gain, uh, especially on the scenes where it's like clear that he had to, that they had to bring it up and post. And then it's like really like it, it hurts your ears. It's so much yeah. gain. And the fact that this movie feels like they stretched it for time makes me think, okay, you're going to spend $500. Um, uh, don't make a full length movie because first of all, your script isn't, it's not a full length movie script. Mm hmm. Um, there's a it, like it stretches for time, and I can't stress that enough. There's uh, like there's like 18 scenes that don't have anything to do with the plot. It's there, yeah, there's like entire there's like montages. Yeah, there's entire sequences of like 
the main character Yvette going to her work at a vineyard with her boss and it's just like 15 minutes of these two characters bullshitting about stuff that has nothing to do with the story is that her boss yeah she's the one that she she, not only is she her boss this took me to the end of the movie to kind of figure out too um she's that woman is her boss and is also married to bob the main character's best friend the korean guy oh my god really they're supposed to be a married couple I didn't even know that. Yeah. They're both, God, they're both. I don't think they have a scene together. Yeah. There's like the vineyard stuff. There's her job at the vineyard consists of, they show her riding a tractor, uh, clearly having never done that before, (laughs) uh, feeding cows. Her boss is wearing like formal wear on the vineyard. Yeah. So like I was confused. I thought it was like her friend visiting because I was like, you're clearly like going to a party or something later. Um, and then they show her like touching a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like mostly walk. Around. It's a lot of them walking around outside and then an extremely awkward scene of her boss twerking in a wine cellar. Yeah, there's a lot of funny friend shit. Yeah. And I definitely want to get into the humor of this movie. So much like quote unquote funny dialogue that is all it's doing is 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 stretching for time. There was one line that legitimately made me laugh. Um, And I guess I should like again, most of this movie. No, (laughs) like not not good. And we'll we'll definitely talk about what the actual plot is in a second. Yeah. Um, but I actually found the actors, not the characters, but the actors to be fairly charismatic people. If that makes sense, they could deliver a line good every now and then. Every um, every now and then. There's a, yeah. If they were maybe being paid mm-hmm. and like had more time and budget. Well, like a couple of know? these, like I, I looked this movie up on IMDb, like like the uh, Yvette and Bob have both have like a lot of credits. Good for them. Yeah. They, they all seem pretty good. Um, this it's hard for this movie, but the line "You look like you just had sex with a buffalo." Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that line. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> what? That's a great line. <laughs> I, my 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 face, nary a muscle in my face moved when that line was delivered. I'm not saying I just it sat worked. there staring at the screen I, dispassionately. I, I like the line. <laughs> The line uh, tickled me. Sure. Um, the only other line that I liked is, were you just beating these children with a stick? Even though the lead up to that is a really dumb scene. That is a, the, one of the sweatiest scenes I think I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. <laughs> that um, scene. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all the good things I have to say about this movie. The plot. I've got, right, I've, so the okay, plot, I've got one more. I've got one more good thing okay. I can add. I really enjoyed the music. Oh, Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was uh, like royalty-free music, I believe. Uh, no, I looked. I sat through the credits because the credits, oh, okay. the credits actually do a thing. It's like an animated credit sequence, which uh, was kind of impressive. Um, yeah, it was a nice credit sequence for sure. And it sort of for people who had, if for audiences who maybe had trouble with the film's like symbolism, I guess uh, the end credit sequence really holds your hand through oh. it. Like if you, if for I some reason watched that, if you maybe didn't figure it out that they're supposed to be Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is what it is. Cause that's dumb. Yeah. His, it took, oh, the- it took me a while because they like, his name is Udom, but they call him Dom, which is, it's, right. it's like a, a, a version of Adam. Uh, right, and then her, like, na- her name guess- is Yvette. So 
Anyway, I guess the yeah. question is why, though. So <laughs> I this, don't know. Right. I don't know. Uh, there's there's a couple of things. We'll talk about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's a big why because they it begins with quotes um, from the Bible and from uh, Buddhist. I should probably know if what a Buddhist well, Bible is uh, called. They just credited um, that quote as being from the story of Buddha. Like that's what it's credited. Right. As. So that could just be like the like the dude down the street from their production offices who mm-hmm. like screams about the story of Buddha on the street mm-hmm. for all we know um and so it's a it's this couple uh and they oh boy they have some cube problems they get a a cube on the uh on their on their on their doorstep and it's red and it's wooden and they're like what's with this cube uh and and then nothing happens um the oh it kills their plants yeah they don't know what to do with it so they use it as like a planter or like yeah. to, to like they they put they put a potted plant on top of it and it starts killing her plants they elevate a plant with it mm-hmm. uh a plant, the plant dies yeah solid plant effect um i thought i at the beginning i was like man i hope this movie wants me to dislike this man because in the first 20 he seconds of meeting him tolerable yeah, he says, I want your boobies and I'm horny. And then he does a Borat, I like that very much impression. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you don't want me to like him, right? Because right. I'm supposed to want to beat don't. the shit out of this guy, right? Cause, yeah. Because I kind of want to beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was uh, like... He got more tolerable as the movie went on, but a li- yeah. A little, like, he he had a problem... And a lot of like, am, uh, he, uh, it's going to sound really up my own ass. Uh, a lot of like amateur actors will do this where they're like, they're too aggressive in their line delivery. So it's almost like right. he's like interrogating his wife a lot of the time. And I don't think that's, right. a, I don't think it's intentional. I think that's just an inexperienced actor. Yeah. Uh, no, he seemed like he seemed, ag- yeah, aggressive is a good word for yeah. it. And then uh, it, uh, there's a lot of like American pie humor in this and it's yeah. really jarring for what the movie's about because the main thread it's like it's like the box like it's like it's like some Donnie Darko bullshit where it's like they keep getting these cubes at their door uh, <laughs> the box was and, infinitely more interesting <laughs> yes there's a part later where he she says like it would be huge if you could throw out the cube or whatever <laughs> and he says you know what else would be huge and takes off the towel that he's wearing because he's only wearing a towel yeah and then she goes uh you should probably get that checked out and walks away and i was like what is this what are we doing yeah what is this film? what is happening well it reminded me of that cold war movie we saw recently uh which yeah. which i think was made around the same time because it's the same type of jokes where it's like for some reason oh there's and there was a little bit of this in uh uncle john too except that movie was good yeah um where it's like for some like during this period of movies is when like apatow comedies were the biggest comedies around so there's like a lot of like sweatily inserted apatow style uh bad improv even i'm sure a lot of this was written down but it's like that style of joke where every yes, everybody has the same comedic voice. What's weird about it though is that this isn't a comedy. Not at all. This is the story of so basically these cubes keep showing up. He asks his friend for help um like trying to film who's putting the cubes on. Uh and then and then they start finally opening the cubes and finding like clues. Mhm. Um then I, they keep seeing a trash bag man is what I called him. Yeah. And neither of them are concerned. 
Yeah, it's the funniest she, part of the movie. She walks up. Okay, she is by herself in a park. I mean, it's the middle of the day, but it's like overcast and raining, and she's by herself uh, to yeah. to throw the cube away in a distant garbage can because they're afraid. At this point, they're afraid that it's like poisonous or something because it's killing the plants. Um, and then she looks up and sees fucking trash bag man who looks like he's I, wearing like a suit. He looks like and fucking like a slender bag man. On his head. Like he looks yeah, like, it's slender, like a slender man. man. Yeah. yeah. He's just a faceless ghoul staring at her, and she just looks at him like, hmm, that's weird, and turns around and leaves. I was like, I can... But they both do that, because the previous scene, he does the exact... He goes through the exact same trash can, looks over, sees him, and just goes, and like walks away. They both do it. I can't say for certain how I would react if I saw no face trash bag man staring at me in his little... in in his sharp little suit and fedora. Uh, I can tell you what I wouldn't do, um, and that's put my back to him at any time. Right. I would not turn around if I no. saw that thing. I would I would sprint backwards if I had yeah. to, but I would keep my fucking eyes on that on that faceless ghoul. All right. What's extremely funny is that neither of them bring it up for the rest of the film until they see until him Until they again. both see him at the same time, um, yeah. And... They also, they get so freaked out by the cube, and nobody mentions the trash bag, man. Right. Because the, it's really funny because the cube <laughs> is not threatening. The trash bag man is very threatening. The trash bag man <laughs> looks like a murderer. Yeah. The trash bag it, man looks like um, Dark Man on his way to like a formal gathering. Yes. Yes. Um, so like- <laughs> like, they, like Dark Man rented a suit is what it right. looks like. So there's a lot of deviations that we'll get into, but like it's mostly uh, cuts of them like doing stuff, and then they keep coming home and finding, finding these cubes. Finding new cubes, yeah. Um, they throw them away, and then at one point she carves stop into the cube, and this made me laugh so hard, and this is not a part that's supposed to be funny. Mm-mm. It's supposed um, to be scary. She throws away the cube, and the next day they get the cube again, and it has no written on it. And she f- loses her fucking mind. She keeps repeating, like, it said, uh, uh, dumb, I, I wrote stop on it, and now it says dumb. I wrote stop on it, and I threw it away, and now it says no. Did you hear me? I wrote stop on it. And she keeps repeating it. Yeah. And, like, it's like, like again, she Some... just, she already saw the trash bag man. Mm-hmm. She was unfazed by that. Right, then and the this friend is... finds out about it, and he's like, she wrote stop on it and said no on it? Oh, my God. And they're freaking out, and it's like, they they're acting like it's supernatural right. and it's, it's like it's the still least just a... supernatural thing they encounter. Yes. The and it's garbage like, it's probably... man could be doing that to you. Yes. There's there's this weird disconnect where they they at first are like there's probably someone messing with us. Is it someone messing with us? And then in other scenes they treat it like it's a fucking demon mm-hmm. where they're like the friend is like I'm no I don't want to touch the cube. I'm not going near that. Um he's like really freaked out. Um, he says something where he's like, can I make a copy of the tape that we put outside? And the friend goes, no, I'm not doing that. That's when the bad shit starts happening. And I was like, what are you, what horror movies are you watching? I guess The Ring? I, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess he's the character that's like, this is clearly supernatural and I am not going to fuck with it any longer. But, it, but, which, it's, but it's not. 
it reminded me of the Ghostbusters. No human being could stack books this way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's it's like the movie we just watched, The Woman in the Window, where it's like, but she told me she's your wife, and now you're saying that this woman's your wife? How can that be? It's yeah. like, well, because the person you met wasn't her wife. It's like there's a yeah. fucking obvious explanation, which is, well, what did you do with the last cube that you wrote stop on? You threw it away. Okay. So literally anyone could have found that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole time, no one's being like, you know, I did see a weird trash bag man person. Mm-hmm. Like they could be perhaps like, it is be? him who is giving <laughs> yeah. us this cube. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird that it just doesn't click with them that perhaps the creepy well, trash I bag think, person. I think that's part of it. It's like, uh, all right, well, we're going to have to like get to the ending of the movie for me to explain what I'm talking all about. Right. Like, yeah, I, yeah, we're I explaining think the plot still. That might be intentional because part of the movie is about the fact that they're not sharing things with each other. Right. Because at the end, they both have secrets. She carried his baby and, and miscarried that a was, few weeks later. That was the wackest fucking line. Like, I carried, right. I carried your child for three... Nobody would say it like that no <laughs> just like i got pregnant yeah i, and I lost it like, three weeks i don't later. know i carried our child if you still yeah. wanted to stick to that weird fucking alien phrasing but yeah it's right. yeah it's, anyway um and his secret is that he tried to catch a snake overseas well it's where he like stole <laughs> the buddha statue that they smuggled in right and which like is, the snake is, is a, that the apple mm, <laughs> No, I don't understand. The cube is the apple, I assume, the cu- because it's the, red. The cube is the apple slash knowledge slash enlightenment. Like I think, like right. they're supposed to be like, because like there's two. The, fuck. Let's just finish explaining the plot, and then I'll try to get into what I think this movie is trying yeah. to say. So, I'm getting. We're getting to the point where they they leave the house because they're like, I can't mess with this cube business, mm-hmm. uh, and they they go fuck off on the shore this is all in portland yeah so it's gorgeous everything's beautiful in this movie setting wise but they didn't have any control over that it's well, not a compliment yeah, I mean, on the movie yeah if um, you if you like rainy bullshit it's beautiful yeah i love rainy bullshit yeah they go to they go to the ending of the goonies uh and they um mm, they sure do <laughs> yeah and they uh they 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 go to this cabin for a second it's good and then they get another fucking cube and they've been pulling shit out of the cube. One is a drawing of like a barn factory uh, for some reason. And so they go there and they also have a key uh, that they got in the cube and trash bag man there is there and he like yells at him and it's really weird. Uh, and uh, and then they he goes to touch him and it turns into the ending of 2001 briefly. Yes. Where it's like a weird dream sequence. Um, and at this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, I know it's only been an hour and 15 minutes, but it feels like it's been a lot longer. I'm going to need something to happen. Um, and nothing does. No. They um, they go through the door, and at the end, they just show them with a loving, like, ha- warm household. She's, she's finally pregnant. Uh, which I guess they were trying. They didn't really, they weren't really trying. They were, they had like financial issues. They had financial um, problems. He had issues with his job. Um, right. They talked about the cleaners briefly. That was a conversation that didn't need to happen. It's Remember one, the one dirty of, underwear? Yeah. There's, it's one of like 30 conversations in this movie yeah. that are completely irrelevant. And at the end, um, yeah, it's, it's there. She's, yeah, I, oh yeah, I did, okay, so my final note, this is me understanding the movie, 
my final note is okay apple's pregnant eden sure whatever <laughs> that was my last note so th- that's that's it it was just like oh it's it's uh it's apples and and she's pregnant and they're they're in their own little paradise or something mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's fantasy or real and then the movie just sort of ends and it was like oh so that was all for nothing i didn't need to watch any of that yeah pretty much because um, here's the thing is that movies mean things but they still have to make sense in the you know what i mean it should like still a, it not, should still be unless, like a story yeah unless like, you're lars von trier and could get away with any bullshit you need you need to tell a story um i i want to really quickly point out that movies like coherence and primer and no budget movies what makes them work is that they tell a compelling story yeah um and so like you can make a movie on five hundred dollars you need to have a good script a script that works for that and if you don't then yeah then you get the cube like don't make a whole website being like talking about how you fucking created this film for 500 bucks and then have this be the film like right. the, Make, like, the, like remember flexing remember so the, um, hard for this movie remember, and it's like, guys. remember a xander berkeley booth movie show xander berkeley booth show what right. was that called the booth at the end yeah the booth at the um, end yeah you, you write a script like that a script where it's like it's just people sitting in a booth but you, that's like, all it is exactly you can like a co- coherence a movie that i love takes place in a single suburban house yeah it's not particularly well shot or well I shouldn't say that. The, you can see that it has a low budget. Like, it's the, the technically speaking, they're clearly working on a very low budget. And it's one of the biggest movies I've watched because of ha- what, they're, what it's about. Um, yeah. And the like, point is that you can do a lot with a little if you have the right script. If you have a good script and you have good performances, like we, we mentioned. Right. The, I, I haven't seen Coherence, but we watched The Booth at the end, I think, for one of these episodes. And that show yeah. is fucking cat. Activating. Yeah, but you don't make a movie like, I don't know, The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. You don't make that on $500, and that's what this feels like. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a high-concept, kind of sci-fi-ish, surrealist thing that kind of requires a lot of setups right. and a lot it's of like a fucking, work. It's like if Aronofsky tried to make The Fountain with $500. It's like, exactly. what the fuck? Like, and I, it, and I think it's, it's kind of like a similar like, story, but anyway. Uh, yeah, a plot like this kind of hinges on the visuals because there's not much to the story that's why it's like oh make this a really good 10 minute short yeah that just looks really good don't do this yeah this should have been 10 or 12 minutes um yeah this is what i think this movie is about uh go on so it starts with you know it starts with the quote from genesis about eve eating the forbidden fruit uh, and you know them being expelled from the Garden of Eden, and then there's the bit about Buddha being shielded from the monsoon by the Serpent King while he was like achieving enlightenment. So there's like two sure. conflicting ideas about the nature of like knowledge. Uh, right. Whereas in the Bible, or at least the way it, it's presented in like the story of of the Garden of Eden, is that the human like the, the this enlightenment is reserved for god and god alone and he punishes uh humans for daring to try to to get any you know 
Right, because he's a dick. Because he's a fucking asshole. Uh, yeah. Buddha is the exact opposite. He achieves enlightenment, and then he's like, the only purpose is for me to now share this with everyone. Right. It's it's this. It's like cocaine. Uh-huh. There's two types of cocaine people. Mm-hmm. There's people who are like, oh, I'm just going to quietly do this in the bathroom. And then there's people who are like, you, you guys got to try this cocaine. Have mm-hmm. you tried this cocaine yet? Yeah. You got to check out this cocaine. You either guys. you either hoard your cocaine like a coke dragon. Yeah. yeah. Um like Aaron Sorkin. Like Aaron Sorkin, yeah. Um or well actually I think Aaron Sorkin has a more of a Buddhist view of cocaine. Like he's like I'm going to do, do a shitload so? of coke and now everyone gets to enjoy Miss Sloan, not Miss Sloan. Right. Molly's game. <laughs> Yeah, Miss Dif- Sloan's great. Different Jessica Chastain movie. Yeah, I love Miss Sloan. I haven't seen Miss Sloan. I haven't seen that one. It's a, uh, it's it's real like it's one of those '90s thrillers, but made today. Oh fuck yeah! So it's mm, great. Mm, yeah, catnip. she's like a lobbyist. You know, it's yeah. like oh, I'm a lobbyist, mm-hmm. and there's gun lobby stuff, and she's like in a lot of offices making decisions. You know? Yeah. Good no, that's stuff. that's the that's what makes a good uh, compelling film. Oh, it's great. Um, okay. So, uh, like, I think the movie is about the intersection of those two ideas, but it's definitely more towards enlightenment needs to be shared. Um, Yeah. Because that's what frees them. Like, they're living in a house that's almost completely white. Like, the the only red is the cube for most of the movie. And then it starts to, like, this, like, one, an interesting visual idea that could have been conveyed, you know, in a 12-minute short, like we were saying. I I honestly, I'm not sure they did that on purpose. I'm pretty sure, because red slowly starts to come in, and then in the last shot, there's a lot of red. Really? Yeah. In okay, that, in that I, last shot, there's a lot of red. She's wearing a red if, dress, there's red apples, there's actually red decorations when everything was white oh. before. Yeah. Okay, well, shit. I have to give them a little bit of credit there for trying. Yeah, they thought about it. That, that, like that's in, solid. Yeah, they thought the, about it. Like in the scene where he's like Googling to try to figure out what the wheel symbol is, he's right. he's holding a red throw pillow, but it's the only red thing in the shot, and it's the only red thing we've seen in the movie at this point that's not the right. cube. So it's like he's brushing up against it, like he's like close to it. Right. Um, this is... Yeah. This is film school symbolism it's fil- we're talking it's about It's film here. school stuff. But yeah, this is Pleasantville. This is Pleasantville. Yeah, but honestly, good job to them. Uh, I didn't yeah. even notice. Yeah. I wasn't looking for it because I just didn't, I hadn't given them the credit that they apparently deserve. I wasn't looking uh, for it. I just, I noticed the pillow and I'm like, well, everything else yeah. is white. I bet that means something. And then the the last shot is very, very obvious. <laughs> yeah. It. You could still do it she all. She is uh, it, pregnant in a red dress standing next to a right. bowl of red apples. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. This could all still be done uh, in a 20 minute short. In a short yeah, with no dialogue. Yeah. No dialogue. Didn't um, need any dialogue. But yeah, like when they touch the, the raggedy man who is supposed to be, I forget they're telling a story about it. What does he say? Like Naga? Yeah, what is he? He's. I think he's like he, uh, Dom mentions, I don't know anything about Buddhism, uh, but he, no. he mentions <laughs> like Neither Naga, who's like a shapeshifter. He, he I think, shapeshifted into the snake that, that uh, shielded Buddha from the rain. Cool. Um, which is what I think is in that vial that they find in one of the cubes. Like, I think that's the uh, rainwater. Um, okay. I think. I don't know. <laughs> no, there was there was there's a moment where the movie comes to a halt and they're like, "Tell us about this statue." Yes, and the lore, and I knew that was important. It was it was like the movie was trying to 
give us a lot of red herrings with other useless conversations but that was such an obvious like oh yeah we got we snuck this uh, in from yeah from overseas and we got it at a weird temple and i'm like okay so that's probably the the cubes thing but they still like i was still looking for the literal translation of what's happening so i was like oh okay the statue's haunted or something and then it's none of that because it's just it's the other it's all the symbolism not the literal Mm -hmm. in terms of the ending yeah um um so i think that's who the raggedy man is like because they keep mentioning right. and then and then when they touch him at the end we have that weird 2001 sequence but there's a voiceover where they repeat the naga is the shapeshifter they can make himself look like anything he wants oh yeah oh yeah they're putting that yeah yeah they're definitely so that's who that is uh and then and then we hear the voice that says like are you ready to return to the garden and that's when they use the red key on the door and walk in together now they're holding hands so it's like okay they've they're adam and eve they've been led back to paradise uh, and so they, they were they, just they, Adam and Eve this whole time. They th- were living I'm, in Portland. I th- well, I don't know if they literally were or not. Like that's it's hard to tell what's supposed to be literal in this film, right? Um, but yeah, I think that's the basic idea: is that they got back to paradise by achieving enlightenment and sharing it with each other, as opposed to keeping it for themselves. Right, and I think I think that's the symbolic version of what happened mm-hmm. the problem is there's no literal version the, right the literal version is they they come clean to each other. like they're having problems in their marriage and some of it is stemming from the fact that they're they, not telling each other a, some yeah things. they come clean and then they touch a door and then they go home mm-hmm. and he gets her pregnant mm-hmm. they teleport home like scott pilgrim and she's pregnant and he's wearing a tie which i guess means he has a new job he has a new job yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he le- i mean it's it's i'm i'm being shitty there it's it's very clear he's leaving for work in that scene right but yeah, it doesn't answer the question of what was the cube and why was it doing it and what did it do to them? Like it, it, it uh, it's it, it's the symbol. There's the symbolic answer. It's that's the only um, answer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I guess this movie is supposed to be more surreal than yeah. But the problem is, is that it's impossible to tell. All of that. <laughs> it's impossible that all of that in, intercut with very like. Judd Apatow yeah, American Pie joke intercut with yeah. with Bob saying the fat Korean guy gets killed first. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, and him going, "You're not that fat." He's not um, <laughs> like that. Like no, I, I was really dumbfounded by that line. But where also, he's like, "I'm the fat Korean guy." I'm like, "You're fat." Also, the fat Korean guy gets killed first. No, he. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Again, it was that scene where he was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I've seen this movie. I was like, I don't know what movie you're talking about. I don't know what movie you're talking about. You're just taking a line from evolution. Yeah. Uh it's it's really weird. Like he they keep doing that, playing with the uh uh-uh, uh, not this not this guy. I, I'm I'm not gonna be but again, it's just they're getting cubes brought to their house. Mm-hmm. Someone keeps putting cubes at their house. That's it. And they're wooden cubes. Uh and like they're not like supernatural in nature. No, they're, they're like just cubes. They're like the kind, and this might literally be what they are, but it's the kind of shit you give kids to fuck with and color me mine. Right? You know, because you're not going to buy them like an actual thing because they're just going to shit paint all over it because they're stupid kids. Exactly. So you, you get them a block that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. And that's what and this so, block looks like. Yeah, I really, I couldn't. F- couldn't figure out what he was so freaked out about this is all right so this is the friend what's his name bob bob um he shows up 
and he's fine again like i said everybody's fine uh, every, the actors, everybody's fine I mean, every everybody has scenes where they're fine and everybody has scenes where they're awful all right and he shows up with all his spy equipment yeah um and like there's a part where he whips out underwear with like shit stains on it and he's like oh no how'd these get in here and they do a whole thing where then he reveals that it's being used to keep his money in and he's like you thought i actually brought shit stained underwear and like it feels like it takes like i don't know five minutes it takes a long time it's a really sweaty gag yeah and it (laughs) that's the kind of stuff we're talking about where it's like with they're trying to do a fucking lars von trier plot about, like the overarching like, plot, like a about like a Adam and Eve, yeah, and like a surrealist like, uh, drama about religion and yeah. like enlightenment, and then there's a, sh- a shitty underwear joke thrown in there for no fucking reason. It's like yeah, really I, baffling. I thought, I thought like, oh, this underwear must play into the plot somehow <laughs> because like you know because that's, why would they put that's it how in here? Storytelling works. You don't yeah. when you're telling somebody a story. You don't stop and like laboriously give them details about like, okay, so this guy was driving. All right, let me tell you about this car and just like break down the car for five minutes. You don't do that unless that's going to matter in the story eventually, because why else would you stop to tell right. your, your your captive audience about this fucking car for five minutes? And, yeah. So you got you got an hour and you got an hour and change, right? Mm-hmm. To make your to make your fucking movie. Um, and they already clearly have, didn't have enough material to fill that hour. <laughs> well, this is the thing that's so weird to me, is that um, you got roughly, how long was Clerks? I'm looking it up. Like 120, um, maybe. 120. So you have about the length of Clerks. Um, and like Clerks, well, unlike Clerks, Clerks decided to not add their really stupid pretentious, pretentious ending uh mm-hmm. they cut that shit right out that's what this movie's like it's like clerks with the original ending um where there's a lot of like conversations that don't go anywhere but that's again the point of a movie like clerks versus this movie um so what i was getting at is that there's certain beats that i saw why they were in there for example they have to keep coming home to find a new cube right mm-hmm. so they have to have a reason that they're not home well Uh, that translates to like montages of her jogging you see or montages of her feeding cows yeah this what you could do there is make scenes you could make scenes and also like the the the, scenes that inform us about the character the characters are like i don't know yeah just a a little bit more about the theme that you're trying to explore here because it's 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 very muddled like we can't really quite piece it together and it's not i mean we're not we're not dummies (laughs) like we watch a lot of these that's the part that amazes me is that it's like okay so you have you have the you have an a broad strokes of a short film Mm -hmm. um but it's not impossible to make this full length you just have to give us a like more (laughs) Like you, you don't have to like in in like. Well, there's no story. There's no there's it. no story here. Yeah, exactly. You could do more with the couple and their financial pr- problems. Mm-hmm. You can do more about like these secrets they're keeping from each right. other. Right, like actually express to us that they're keeping secrets because that's a reveal at the end. Yeah, for us as well as the characters. Right. Well, they they do mention these stories to other people earlier in the movie. 
does the um, wait or does, at least she she mentions the miscarriage he doesn't mention the snake oh, rascal, that, or yeah. wrangling yeah he, yeah he wrestles a snake that's his secret mm-hmm. god that sounds so weird his secret is that while they were overseas they went to a weird village and he wrestled a snake for the for the buddhist statue mm-hmm. and he didn't tell her because it was dangerous um and he didn't know why he wrestled the snake he was like in a trance um you could yeah you could i don't obviously they didn't have the budget to do this stuff i guess so just don't make the movie but like yeah instead of like a scene of people walking on a vineyard or like a drawn out scene of someone driving somewhere add scenes that yeah expand the plot we don't need a guy to take out his shitty underwear Mm -hmm. and do a shitty underwear and throw it on the other guy's face also i want to be clear that the vineyard just looks like a field Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if I they did it was a vineyard, but like it's we're not we're not this isn't like Picard's vineyard. This is like some trees and a It field. looks like it looks like an athletic field. Like I you, Oh yeah. We had to be told what so it's not like yeah, yeah. that like that's like the level of like it, it looks like they just went down to the neighborhood park and we're like, yeah, this can be the vineyard. Uh, right. cuz that's what happens when you make a movie for $500. $500 anyway. yeah. Uh, not, we don't uh, need a cleaners conversation. I guess what I'm getting at is that if they couldn't if they couldn't do that for time, then they need to go the other way with it well, and, and he, make a goddamn 15-minute short. Yeah, and uh, I'm the I'm it, not It's very birdemic. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like we're going to spend a lot of time on these characters. Um, not building up anything. No. Just kind of hanging out just, with them yeah. while they go to work. Well, I mean, the first scene in the movie is the camera just parked in the passenger seat filming Yvette as she drives home, and it's like two minutes. Yeah. And that's how the Straight film, out of Birdemic. That's how yeah. the film opens, is just somebody driving. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and that's bullshit. It's like, it's. I'm not shitting on indie filmmaking. Uh, it's just like you, like, you didn't even have an idea here to, like, justify uh, right. Uh, uh, making a micro-budget film, like if this, if like the story, w- like really was strong and like it was a, a, the powerful themes and a good idea, like none of the technical stuff matters. Like you're like you you forgive all of it if it's a good story, pretty much, right? Right. Um. So it's like I mean, fucking Clerks looks like security camera footage, and that's a people love that movie that launched his right. career um, because he 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 thought of an idea within his budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's it. That place. movie cost considerably more than five hundred dollars, but 30, it was thirty thousand dollars. But yeah, it's still an idea within. His, it would cost way less now. Yeah, most of that most was film. Of that is film, yeah, yeah, and equipment. Um, he shot at a place that he worked. He just shot at a location he had, and he figured out a script around it, which was people working in a place, hating their lives, and talking about pop culture. Um. He didn't make it about the fucking Garden of Eden. Uh, it's that. And it's, it also, it had an identifiable theme, too. It's about a guy right. who is stuck or who believes he's stuck. Yeah. And wants to go uh, back instead of forward. Right. And so, like... Very simple. Very or again, simple. primer. Or again, coherence, which is, again, coherence just play- takes place in a one goddamn house. Te- or rather, I should say it's shot in one goddamn house. It actually takes place... In a in a different, uh, I, I won't go into it. Yeah. But like, uh, it's all in the dialogue and just showing just what you need to show, uh, and realizing that you could make it for as cheap as you can make it. This it's just 
it's not a full length movie and it's not a short. It's an hour and 15 Mm -hmm. or not even it's like, and there's nothing, it's an hour and 15 and there's not enough meat Mm -hmm. in there. There's also, there's, there's total room to, to add meat Mm -hmm. if they wanted to. And they just, didn't they yeah because it cost five hundred dollars yeah either they didn't have the inspiration or the money or both uh another problem with this movie like we keep talking about like primer and coherence and you know even clerks to to a decent degree like he found scripting reasons around explaining why they're filming overnight oh somebody stuck gum in the locks that's why the shutters are closed exactly uh it's there's nothing clever about the filmmaking here. They approached this movie as if they were filming a quote unquote normal movie, right? Like they, they approached it the same way fucking Steven Summers approached the mummy. Like they just approached it like you, like you would a regular movie, not like you would. Okay. I have $500 to make this film. Right. How do I do this in a way? Cause you can't just film it like a quote unquote regular film because then all you're doing is showing your ass. Does, is what I'm saying make sense? Like, it's like you wouldn't try to make the Avengers if you had $500. No, no, no. That's yeah. That's the problem is that you have to start with the fact that you have to start at the script. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I'm making um, a movie for $500. Okay. I need to find a script where that's possible. Um, the problem is that, yeah, most serious filmmakers would just be like, it's not. <laughs> like, this is, I'm not going to do that. This is not the idea. Yeah. <laughs> the, is... the movie um, Coherence, by the way, cost 50000 to make. It is was shot over five days in a single house. Um, uh, that I guarantee that budget went to just getting actors. Actors and, um, actors and, and sound. Crew. Yeah. And A- crew actors and, and sound. Cr- yeah. Yeah. And, and proper lighting, because I'm sure they had proper light. That's just it's that where it's like like you still have to sort of make a movie on um mm-hmm. a good enough budget because otherwise because that's the whole thing this movie is just like no crew five hundred dollars and it's like yeah and i see all 500 of those dollars on screen mm-hmm. there <laughs> like yep that that's a 500 hundred dollar movie all right it just uh it, i it would have been really cool if i was tricked by that if it was like yeah, wow, if there was some, I can't believe this cost five hundred dollars. Yeah, something clever, like something like oh, this is how we're getting around the fact that we don't really have the budget to shoot a vineyard, or this is like us getting around the fact that we can't really right. convey the surrealness of what we're going for. If they had made a movie like Pontypool, Pontypool is a movie that could actually have been probably made for five hundred dollars if you had like the right location already Mm -hmm. um you know like a movie like that where it's like oh it's just mostly audio it's just mostly one actor and them reacting but even pontypool i don't think could have cost 500 dollars. no i was just looking it up because i was thinking like oh well you know there's like no i bet that's a pricey film yeah probably well i was just gonna say like unsane the Soderbergh film that he shot with an iphone oh yeah like like a lot i remember a lot of that marketing was like he filmed this with an iPhone seven and it's like, yeah, that'll, that will definitely like the smartphone cameras are getting pretty damn sophisticated. You could make a theatrical film theoretically with a smartphone camera. However, (laughs) that's Steven Soderbergh and he's got a budget of like a million five, I think to make that like that movie star. Yeah. He shot it on an iPhone has Claire Foy in it. Like, (sighs) 
it's it still has to have good lighting yeah it still has to have good sound okay um who uh, i thought this was going to be something escape from tomorrow nope that's also a six hundred thousand dollar movie which surprises me that's that much that was the movie that was mostly stolen stolen at, at disney? disney world yeah yeah which is an interesting movie if you've ever seen it um because it does some cool stuff i can see why that might have a budget um it was a little yeah, more, that no, one was a little more clever too yeah like getting around oh, the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. that they're that they're stealing the footage uh and that it has to so they can't really do any staging or setups at disneyland okay okay here we go um my date with drew oh sure one thousand dollar movie because he bought and returned a camera (laughs) to make it that's a documentary though yeah um but like i'm trying to think of how do you really make an effective movie you i think it just goes back to the script has to be good yeah, or you have to. Yeah, and you, you have you to can't really. Just, if you're gonna just shoot it like you would, like you would shoot anything else, like Richard Donner would come in and shoot a fucking Lethal Weapon uh, movie, or like somebody, or like some journeyman director would come in and film an episode of CSI. Like that's the way they approached this. Right. They didn't approach it like they had a budget of five hundred dollars. You know what movie you could make now for five hundred dollars, and you could make it successfully, and it could almost look exactly. The same, uh, Blair Witch Project. At the time, that movie cost a lot because, again, film, film costs money. Um, but if you got three actors um, who were invested enough to just believe in the project, mm-hmm. you went out in the woods with a fucking. They were. Uh, they were uh, also the crew for the most part. Exactly. You go out with a fucking decent sound and a decent camera. That, but of course, obviously, you can't do that anymore because it was already done. But like, yeah, it's just. You have with that low of a budget, it has to be part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It has like to a, be part of the yeah yeah exactly. Like and you're still and you're still sort of like you know you talk to Abe or Adam, any of our like director friends or our producer friends, they're gonna tell you like no, we still need people on on set for safety. You still need people on set for this and that. You still need to make sure they get fed. There's legal things that you have to do. Um, so we're talking about a movie that's like irresponsibly low budget this is yeah i mean it's you and your friends this is you and your friends made a movie this is you and your friends made a movie yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah i I don't know is el mariachi probably the lowest you can go um probably but and even again he played it pretty fast and loose with things like safety yeah that was about (laughs) seven thousand, i believe the evil dead was even the evil dead was even fucking quarter of a million to make the evil dead i'm in no way surprised um, that is a very good looking movie <laughs> yeah i think a lot of that has to do with like um i i think they started yeah i'm looking at it he started with ninety thousand dollars with investors and so i think a lot of that is post-production and studio and shit later after the fact after like screening it and getting distribution yeah um but yeah, it's still it's really hard to make a fucking movie. It's hard to make a movie. <laughs> it's really hard to make a movie for $500. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, good for them for making this movie for $500. The problem is that it's not a mystery why. Uh it looks like it was shot on a camera that was under $500. Mm-hmm. You know, like it looks like it was recorded with sound stuff that was under if they're even counting that it, towards their budget to be honest because like are they counting like you know it was probably f- it was probably cut on premiere um mm-hmm. or final you cut. know like 
Yeah, and it's like, did you just already have that? You know, like... Oh, yeah, that fucking no program of, is like that much money. There's no way of knowing what they count as the 500 budget. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I I hope it just went straight to that woman. Uh, I hope that, like, because you said the the person who made it plays the guy in this, right? Right, but there's three other actors in it. Well, technically, I know, technically five. There's two children, yeah. Those kids yeah, didn't get we shit. Haven't even they talked they about paid those the kids ch- with a burrito. I don't want to talk about yeah. that. We're almost at an hour, Dave. Oh, fine. <laughs> he 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 pokes at stranger children with a stick he get, in the woods. He gets into like and a, it was like yeah, the sweatiest, most awkward, fucking maladroit stick sword fight with two little girls, yeah. and it's creepy and weird and impossible. Yeah, it would never. My only note was never like, happen. get away from those children. Yeah, it would never happen. They're looking for a snake, and they're like poking it. And he's like, "How'd you feel if you got poked at?" And starts poking at the kids with a stick. And I was expecting like. You know, adult and adult right. to get You're involved. Expecting him to get maced, yeah, by someone, um, or like the kid to do like, like the, the the clear like stranger danger thing she was taught, and like kick him in the in the balls mm-hmm. and run. Yeah, uh, but no, he just pokes at these two little girls with a stick. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid, <laughs> and you know, if you want to see it, you can go to thecubemovie.com. And pay some weird website. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I definitely looked up the website to make sure it, like... It's legit. was legit. Yeah. But that was only after I gave it my credit card. Gumroad? Gumroad.com yeah. is, like, where you give them money. Um, sure. It was founded by a 19-year-old, if that makes you feel better. <sighs> Yeah, I got to this web page and hit play, and it was like, please enter your payment information. So it's like, uh, first thing I was like, <laughs> texted Dave, I was like, like, absolutely nope. not. I'm not giving this fucking website my credit card number. Yeah, but it was Gumroad, <laughs> so it's all right. Sure, it's it's probably fine. You, you you probably won't get a bunch of weird charges. Yeah, uh, in Eastern Europe. Yeah, no, Gumroad is out. It's out of San Francisco, founded by a 19 year old. I'm looking. I'm on its Wikipedia. Nothing you're telling me is is instilling confidence. I've got to be it's honest. Got, it's 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 marketplace is decentralized. Whatever that means. So check out Gumroad.com, everybody. Are we done? Is yes, this... we're finished. Okay. Holy crap. Um. Hey, thank thanks, burrito mouth. I guess. Um. <laughs> for continuing this, um, by making us watch this this cube. Uh, the next cube we have to watch is 1969's The Big Cube, Def- which is a real movie. Wow, thank God for that. Yeah, 1969 movie. Uh, it does not have good reviews, but it's, uh, it's a real movie. At least it's a real movie. I can't take too much more it's of this got, experimental horseshit. It's got a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel is rare for an old movie. Because like, old movies, like you know, by default are good. Well, they didn't... <laughs> Not as many got released every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. way less movies used to come out each year. Yeah, this is... Uh, There's like yeah. a fucking 2,000 movies a year now. Right. This is 1969's The Big Cube starring um, Lana Turner. Okay. Uh, so, uh, heads up. Everybody get excited for that. All right. Um, so, yeah, thanks... Thanks, Burrito Mouth. Um, this was through our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Um, 
we have exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder's a Maniac mm-hmm. and Star Trek The Next Futurama. All it's all for $5 a month. Um, we also have tiers where you can get your own special We Just Watch. Also, it just opened up and might be gone by tomorrow, but our our podcast producer tier, Ooh. one of them opened up, yeah. where you can produce two podcasts a month about anything you want. People love making us watch stuff, but you can literally, it could be about anything. It doesn't it have be about, to be us watching anything. Yeah, it could be yeah, about it anything. Could be, it could be about, like, I don't know, the Bible. You want to read the Bible, Tom? <sighs> I want to do a Bible podcast. I might veto that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I think it would be uh, for the record. It would depend I think on be the nothing, request. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there'd also be nothing less entertaining than listening to me stumble through the Bible. Yeah, we don't know shit about. I mean, maybe that's why they only have been asking us to watch stuff because they know we don't know jack fucking shit about anything. Oh else. yeah. No, no, they, no. They're I I applaud them yeah. for having that bar nice and low. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, you like movies, right? Yeah. Do movie stuff. You guys are kind of good at one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, no. You can make it about anything, but yeah, like, uh, the, you know, if you want to hear us be like like a, a couple of dumb fucks, yeah. I mean, uh, we have a whole- philosophy a, or some fuck, shit. man. We have three years of that. If you just want to listen, there's like a thousand hours of us being dumb fucks. Um, oh, that's true. We also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of stuff except for three less stuffs that we just got a takedown notice over. Because <laughs> Warner Brothers is Fucking upset Warner with Brothers. Us. Yeah, yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I wasn't too happy with Warner Brothers already and now it's personal. Yeah, now it's personal. Now it's Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. We're gonna have to find those the the I I guess the Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they still around? Yeah, they're still in the water tower, as far as I know. 